We've got a champ in our midst. We've got a gold medal winner. Your top story from the first day of competition here in Gibraltar is that Alan Corlett triumphed in style in the men's 10,000 meter race, emulating the achievement of Ollie Lockley, his training partner who took gold in Gotland two years ago. The Manx athletes are into double figures for medals already, can you believe it? And it's only Sunday. You'll find out all about the action right here this evening. Good evening and welcome to the second episode of the Island Games Review with myself, Chris Cave. News of the triathletes and the cyclists to come too. Both of those were among the medals on day one of competition, but the place to begin tonight is at the Lathbury Sports Centre, where the athletics team are in a jubilant mood and for good reason. A debutant at the Island Games this year is James Margrave, whose high jump efforts have left him in high spirits. A first appearance at the event and he's been awarded a bronze after a commendable showing which saw him post a jump of 1.99 metres. Not a bad way to introduce yourself to the sporting world at all, is it? So he was absolutely delighted with that, and there will be a video going online of the bright young talent who is James Margrave receiving that medal on the podium. And if you know James, I hope you're rightly extremely proud of him tonight as should the family and friends of Bethan Pilly, who just edge out compatriot and fellow Manxie Amy Kringle to seal a bronze in the women's high jump. Bethan jumped 5.79 metres, pipping Amy and only narrowly missing out on a silver, but speaking to her afterwards, she was thrilled to add another medal to the island's tally. And that was all a precursor to the main event of the evening. Enter Alan Corlett, a man who needs no introduction to those involved in the athletic scene on the Isle of Man, but some of you might not know too much about him. He'd already medalled at previous Island Games, but he's been making waves in the long-distance running scene, and his personality ensures he is a memorable character to anyone who's lucky enough to meet him. His training partner is Ollie Lockley, who was involved in a sprint to the finish in the 10,000 metres two years ago, and that was maybe playing on Alan's mind a bit before he got going on Sunday evening. But it always looked like he had a game plan. He didn't start with electric pace or try and keep up with the early leaders. He just ran his race. Starting slowly, he was consistently just increasing his pace lap on lap until he decided to break away. And in truth, once he went, he was never, ever going to let that lead slip. He aced it. He blitzed it. He was untouchable because no one could get near him. And what's more, he maintained the humility and grace that's endeared him to everyone in the athletics community. I spoke to him just after the finish, but not before he'd shaken the hands of his competitors and offered them water. Ladies and gentlemen, Alan Corlett, gold medal winner in Gibraltar. I thought I was going to jib it really to start with, but uh, no, I, I had a co coach had a word of me and it was the idea to just sit in. Let somebody else do the work early on and just test the field at 5k. Felt good when I got there and nobody wanted to come with me, so just thought I'd have a go at solo and got lucky today. Did you honestly think that the, the result of this race was in doubt because it looked like you were dominating and were in control and with about 12 laps to go, you picked up your speed, you were extending that lead and you just looked completely at ease with your, your own game plan? Yeah, it it, pre-race is always going to have a few doubts, but... I was confident in myself, my training's gone well. Got a great training partner in Ollie and Nanny Nash. So, cheers, mate. So, it just, I knew the plans get was just pre race nerves. You're always going to question yourself and what ifs and buts, but it didn't happen, came right, so it's all good. 
We know that you've been putting in the hard yards for this. You've been training all year round. This is your forte. Ollie Lockley, your training partner, did win it two years ago in Gotland. You've won it this year. This must be a dream come true for you. Yeah, it is. We'll have, we'll have to go to Guernsey next time and have a go there and see if we can chew it out of the front. <laughs> when you were extending that lead, as I say, with about 12 laps to go, uh, you, you took the lead. And you must have heard the, the roar from the crowd each time you went past. How difficult is it to keep that consistency and to, to keep your pace in check with what you know to be true? It doesn't affect you really. It's the roar from the crowd lifts you. So you might have that rough patch, especially in a 25 lap race. The team around is a great team that all, everyone chips in, supports everyone. It's a brilliant team and that really does lift you. The athletics contingent here uh, for Team Isle of Man in Gibraltar. It's often spoken about as being one big family and uh, they were right behind you from start to finish. Just a word for, for how good all of those have been for you uh, as an athlete in these games. It's hard to put into words really. There's so many people to thank but uh, Isle of Man Sport and Isle of Man Athletic Association got to thank those and a massive thank you to Manx Harriers. They've put so much hard work into getting so many of the athletes here. Same with Western and Northern. They're all back in their athletes and it's just from grassroots right up, everyone supports you. Even walking down the street, everyone's saying your messages, saying good luck, have a good games, and really good spirit around the whole island. He is a true Manx champion in every sense of the word, and he did the whole of the Isle of Man proud. The way he conducts himself is an example for all the young athletes to follow, and he's not doing anything to celebrate just yet, because as far as he's concerned, there's still more medals to be won. It is, though... A remarkable story for Alan Corlett, because speaking to the athletics team manager, Anthony Brand, he talks so brilliantly about the development of a young lad who was a bit porky and not up to much, but because of his hard work, because of his endeavour, because of his willingness to give his all at what he does, he's made it. A proper fat lad to thin lad to gold medal winner story. And that's not a slight on how anyone looks before anyone starts having a go and getting in touch. To any of you who are possibly offended by that expression, just to save you a long, tedious exchange of emails, my point is basically that it's a great story for Alan Corlett to achieve a gold medal in a long-distance run, despite at one stage people most likely writing him off, is for me anyway a heartwarming kind of against-all-odds story that we love in sport and what makes it so good, and I think we can all take heart from that. I thought that I could sense a tear of joy coming from Senor Brand when I was talking to him following a great day from the athletics team, but it turns out he's made of the very rock Gibraltar is built upon. A very proud man though, and on day one of competition, the bar has been set very high. It's been an absolutely fabulous day. Two bronzes, and then finished the day off with a fabulous gold. Couldn't ask any more. And it's a mixture as well. It's from these athletes who are new onto the scene for the Island Games and ones who have been here, got the experience before, but it doesn't take anything away when they win a medal. And the jubilation, these scenes at the end of a race, at the end of a day, on a medal-filled day for the Isle of Man. This is what you live for. It is, it is. And, and one thing that you'll see here is, is the team. The team that, for athletics is, is, is unique. Um, such a brilliant brilliant team uh, of individuals but when they come together at these events they all help each other support each other and they share in everybody's success you know it's it's great 
How important is that bond? Because it's spoken about a lot, but obviously in many of these events, you're out there on your own doing the business for yourself and for your team, and they can't help you. Um, you know, we've had a, a good first day, and that will lift the spirit of the team for the rest of the week. Um, so you'll start to see the performances um, coming thick and fast now because, um, you know, we've seen James Margrave, um, debutante at the Games, a huge PB, 199, uh, getting a bronze medal, absolutely superb and thrilled for him. The whole team is absolutely in jubilation for him. Beth and Pilly, her bronze, in, uh, again, a, a, a huge PB, uh, albeit a little bit wind-assisted, but at the end of the day, that's the same for everybody else. And then at the end of the day here with Alan, who's, who's come away with a fantastic individual medal, um, in terms of the race, he controlled it well, he paced it well, he did absolutely everything correctly. Um, uh, uh, you know, I'm just so pleased for him because you know, Alan has been uh, with us for a number of years now. Obviously, he had his um, first gold medal in Bermuda in, in the uh, steeplechase. And uh, he's been a part of the team. He's our team captain for the men's side. So he's got that position of uh, responsibility and, and respect within the team as well. Um, uh, you will have seen him, uh, if you were here, passing the water bottles between his fellow competitors. He stayed on the track till the very last competitor came through. He was handing out water bottles at the end. That is the type of guy that Alan is. You could not get a better gold medal winner. Testament to his character and I think why he's so popular, not just within the team, but also with his fellow athletes from the other 21 nations competing here at the Island Games. And he's got a bit of an interesting backstory as well that some people listening to this may not know anything about. Yeah, well, well when I first saw Alan doing the triple jump, uh, sorry, triple jump, he was doing the steeplechase. Um, he, he was um, not in the same shape that he was uh, these days. Um, he he um, used to sprint sort of between the hurdles and then sort of clamber over them with two hands and 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 uh, yeah, it was a very unusual style. And and he got a bit laughed at and a bit joked at. But you know, he's he's worked incredibly hard, um, incredibly hard. And it's, it's it's such a good story because he has come from from um, this position of being a little bit overweight. Um, a little bit unfit to being a gold medal champion. What a great story. What a, a truly inspirational story. And you must have seen him develop over the years as well. And you've helped him progress with his athletics career. And that gives hope to anybody, however young they are, whatever age they are, whatever shape they are, uh, that they can, if they really put their mind to it and they, they're willing to put in that time, that effort, that they can achieve winning a gold medal at such a prestigious event like the Island Games. Absolutely. I mean, we've got, I mean, I think it's 23 different disciplines. So there is an event in athletics for, for everybody. Now, whether that's walking um, at, at a steady pace right through to sprinting 100 metres to running a marathon, um, there's something for everybody. And, and the, the whole we, we're going through this fantastic phase in athletics at the moment where we're starting to see um, the results of the uh, of the infrastructure that we put in place over the last uh, few years. Um, we, we've employed a full-time athletics development in Hannah, who is our female captain here, um, Hannah Riley that is, and um, 
you know, we, we've, we've got a, a youth system whereby we, we're combining the strengths of the clubs that are on the island and travelling into the UK, into the, the youth leagues. Um, we're in the top division of that. That's uh, followed through into then the Northern League, where we're now in the top division of that. And we're starting to see the, 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 this, this uh, route for, for athletes come through and, and, and see the, uh, the fruits, in fact, of, of, of what we put in place by the successes now that we're seeing at this level and higher. I've got an adrenaline rush and I was only watching this and interviewed the, the gold medal champion as he crossed the line. Uh, we've got two bronze medals as well. It's easy at this point on day one to get carried away. It's your job now to make sure that they do keep grounded and they keep focused because there are still plenty more events on the table, plenty more medals to be won and this could be the most successful athletics team we've seen in Island Games history. Yeah, it, it could be. Um, well, fingers crossed. I don't want to say too much, obviously, but uh, we, we uh, will now try and um, calm them down, get them uh, ready for tomorrow. There's uh, still a full week's uh, events, five days' worth of events, uh, culminating with, obviously, the relays on, on Friday. Um, it's a long week. It's quite a hot week out here at the moment, so we've got to contend with uh, heat and hydration and feeding and sleeping. It's an, uh, you know we're in uh, the, the athlete village, so it's quite a noisy place. So um, there's lots and lots of things that, that the athletes have to um, uh, manage um, over the process of the week. It's a very tiring week for them as well because they've um, you know they're all working hard and. Uh, Keeping, you know, they've got lots and lots of events as well, some of them, so it's about making sure that they, they, they continue to stay fit and healthy for the next leg of their, their or the heat or semi or, or whatever coming up for them. So, yeah, it, it, it's an ongoing process and you know, I'm, I'm confident that we'll see um, more medals in the next few days. And I'm sure those athletes who were watching who weren't competing today will take inspiration from that, uh, from all performances today, for sure. We have to touch on the facilities because I know there are a few concerns heading into the games, but I suppose all of that pales in, in significance when you win medal after medal. Look, it really, I mean, there's been a lot said about whether or not the track was ready or not. It was ready on the time for the first race, and that's all that counts. Um, it's a fabulous track. Um, it's, it's a fabulous location. Um, the, the guys are, uh, that were building it have pulled out the stops to, to produce you know, a fantastic facility. Um, you know, it is what it is when we come to the games like this. Sometimes they, they, they've had these facilities for, for many years. Uh, obviously, Gibraltar has invested heavily in, in not just the athletics and the swimming and some of the other locations. Um, from what I've seen, they're, they're, you know, they're absolutely brilliant. And uh, I'm certainly not going to knock this place for, for putting on a, you know, a, a competition that, that is going to be uh, brilliant and will be remembered for many, many years. The bottom line is, though, the track was ready when it needed to be. Alan Corlett was ready when he needed to be. And it's been a fantastic day at the Island Games for our athletics team. Congratulations also to Beth and Pilly on that bronze and a personal best in the long jump. To James Margrave, a debutante with a bronze and a personal best in the high jump. Amy Kringle just missing out to Beth and Pilly, also a personal best. She came fourth in the long jump. Lydia Morris also with a personal best in the 400 metres and a whole host of our athletes making it either to finals or semi-finals and there is certainly still plenty more to come from them. So well done to all of the athletics team on an amazing first day in Gibraltar. 
But now we move on, and it seems like a long, long time ago now, even though it was on the same day, we had Alan Corlett's gold at the end of the day, but right at the start of the day, an early start, and our triathletes were kick-starting the 2019 Island Games. Eight men and two women were involved in a colossal challenge that most of us could barely even imagine attempting. They started by having a bit of a dip in the sea, then a leisurely bike ride around Gibraltar, and then jogging 10k for a cool-down. Well, obviously, it wasn't as easy as that, but blimey, did they each give it 100%. It was great to see so many Manx flags waving. Many fellow members of Team Isle of Man from other sports were down there watching and lining the streets to spur them on. And in the first event, we got our first medals, courtesy of William Draper, who took silver in the men's, and the magnificent Lindsay Elliott powering to a bronze for the women. And the collective performance of the gents meant a third medal came our way in the form of a men's team bronze. A great start to the day. It wasn't all plain sailing, though, as I found out from the medal winners at the finish line. Uh, it was very testing, I guess you could say. Um, not really like a conventional triathlon. and everything was like it was Australian swim. So two laps and then five lap bike with two hard climbs, a lap technical uh, and then a four and a half lap run. So it was, there was not much time to settle in, really. How tough is it for you, no matter how much you prepare for an event such as this, when it comes down to it on the day, the course is different to what you're used to and what you've been preparing for? Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff went wrong for me today. Um, sort of in the swim, at the first, out the first boy, I started swimming towards the wrong boy, so I had a bit of time to catch up and then uh, I ended up not getting much of a draft and then I came out and uh, the chain was off on my bike and quite like, it can come off pretty easy or it can get right jammed in um, and unfortunately it was jammed in so I ended up like cutting my hand open trying to get it out um, lost quite a bit of time there so I really just had to like keep my head screwed on um, ahead of the rest of the race because obviously you can't let that sort of get to you because it's such a challenging event. How much mental strength does it take for you then when these problems do occur for you and you know you've got time to make up and there's so much for you to, to factor in and to think about as you go on? Yeah it really is uh, difficult I mean I have the mental strength to train on my own. I do a lot of stuff, uh, work hard in training, but when it comes to racing, it's really the support. And I had a lot of that out there today, um, so I just want to say thanks. It's a, a gruelling event. I mean, no event at the Island Games at this standard is easy, but least of all the triathlon where you have to put in months and months of hard work, wake up early the first day after the opening ceremony, and then go round swimming, cycling, and the 10K run as well in these conditions. For a silver medal, though, was it worth the sacrifice and the, the, the hard work that you put in? Yeah, it was definitely, uh, definitely worth it. Silver medal this time, but undoubtedly gold next time. Lindsay Elliott, a third-place finish. When you first set out this morning, what were your ambitions? What did you hope to achieve in the triathlon? <laughs> I'll be honest, I really did want a medal. I've trained so hard for it this year. Um, I, I, I accepted that there's a chance that it wouldn't happen because there was a few girls that I hadn't seen before and, and newcomers. But uh, I also have my sights on, on a couple of girls. There's one from Jersey and one from Guernsey. So it was what I was hoping for. Did you feel good from the outset? Did you feel like you were on course for a medal throughout? Um, just as I was going into the swim to ready to get called down, I tore my wetsuit, which wasn't the best plan. So someone very kindly went to get some glue for me. That was literally five minutes before. So I was a bit concerned about what was going to happen in the swim at that point. Um, but um, I managed to get with a good pack and... Uh, and yeah, I felt, I felt fine on the swim at the end. It was beautiful water and it was very well marshaled by, by kayaks. Which did you find was the hardest part of the triathlon for you? Um, the, the cycle. I've never done a cycle like that before. Um, going through the tunnel, um, it was a very steep incline through the tunnel. 
and then a very sharp descent um, and then a turn and then back a very sharp, sharp descent back down the tunnel as well. I don't really like speed downhill very much so I did go down with the brakes on so I think I need to work on, on speed going downhill. That's my next, uh, my next thing to work on with cycling. A bit of a slip as well. What was that down to? The, the, the surface of the road or just coming in too quickly? No, I was overexcited. Um, I came too quick, I think. Um, I knew I needed to get my feet out of the pedals and I could see where the, the, mount, the dismount line was. But I didn't go through my normal routine that I should have gone through with swinging my leg over the bike in time because I was just overexcited, I think. <laughs> uh, just listen to the atmosphere for these runners coming through now. Were you aware of the excitement and the buzz going around from the Manx contingent following you and uh, Carrie all the way through? Yeah, it was wonderful, actually. Yeah, they, they, we, I could see them before before the race. They were there wishing, uh, wishing, wishing good luck. And, and all throughout, throughout the race, it's just so fantastic to have that support. really keeps you going. And then also, when, yeah, through the tunnel, there was a, there was, there was a loud speaker and some fantastic music going as well, just at the hard bit with the really fantastic songs playing that really, really helped. But uh, certainly the Manx lot, you know, they've got, race, they've got their own races today that they should be um, waiting for. But, uh, but yeah, they're, they're wonderful and they always are fantastic. Does that just show how together the team is, uh, considering that a lot of them do have their own events they are on today, but they're all up early this morning supporting you? Absolutely, yeah, it's fantastic, and I want to make sure I support them as well. And the Island Games is always like this, it's so teamy. Normally when we go away for triathlons in the UK, it's all very individual, so when, it, when it's the Island Games, that's what I love about the Island Games, it's, it's such a team event. You say you wanted a medal from the outset, you say you were feeling good, then describe that emotion in the searing heat as you picked up that Manx flag and came in third place. Oh, wow, gosh. It was, it was, um, it was fighting, um, potentially passing out. I was just hoping, I was just concentrating on trying not to pass out because um, yeah, staying, staying, uh, staying conscious is quite a big deal at the end of a triathlon. Um, and, uh, and, then, and then when I could see that home stretch, it was just such a wonderful feeling and I can't, still can't quite believe it's over. It's been waiting for it for such a long time and working hard. Congratulations, that's why we're in the shade. Your teammate has just finished as well. I'll just give you a chance to say, to say thank you to all those who have helped you get this far. Thank you very much indeed. That's absolutely, oh, thank you everybody. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, thank you to everyone that's helped me cycle and swim and, and all the marshals here as well and uh, yeah, and my, my family. Carrie Wernham was the other Manxie in the women's event. She did so well too. And I think if there had been a third woman from the Isle of Man in the triathlon, we may have been on for a fourth medal in the event. As it happens, you need three to qualify for that team race. And we didn't have that, but still a great effort from all of them. Weird conditions because it started off very windy. And as the morning progressed, the sun came out and changed the dimension of the triathlon completely. And it took its toll on some of the competitors. But... In a total time of 6 hours, 42 minutes and 21 seconds, Ryan Downey, William Draper with that silver medal in the individual men's contest, Christopher Hewson, Juan or Juan Kinley as he was called, Andrew Nash, Jonathan Piggin, Nigel Quay and James Wright secured a bronze for the men's team. They were over the moon with that team medal as well. So was I because I'd been told at one point we'd missed out on it, so I was delighted to be proved wrong. I always am. Uh, we're running out of time, but there was also some great news from the cycling on Sunday evening too. I missed that because I was at the athletics, but the Manx team picked up four medals, two of them golds, as they rounded off the first day of full competition at the Gibraltar Island Games in a way we've become accustomed to. Tara Ferguson bagged Team Isle of Man's first gold medal of the Games when she won the Women's Town Criterium. Teammate Ellen Barker then picked up bronze, ensuring the lineup that also included Emily Looker, Kate Priest, and Becky Story. They secured the top spot, the gold for the team. 
The young men's team of Nathan Draper, Thomas Bostock, Adam Scarf, Will Corkle and Matt Looker, they had to settle for a team bronze after an early breakaway from rivals on the track proved decisive in the battle for individual honours. That's it though for this evening. Remember to subscribe to the podcast to keep right up to date and follow proceedings on Facebook, Twitter and manxradio.com with all the goings on in Gibraltar. And there are so many. Proof of that is that after day one, the Isle of Man has 10, 10 medals. Got a feeling this is going to be a huge week in Manx sport. I'll catch you next time. (laughs) 